If there's one thing that I think we have gotten really good at, it's building more leaders. And it starts here. Relationships. Real relationships. What are you doing to make sure that this is your key component with every one of your people? Every day, you need to be pushing to make sure that you are growing this piece of it. It does not matter what position you're in. It doesn't matter if you are uh, the, the, the one in charge or the partner or the admin or the operations. Relationships are everything. Relationships are the path to influence, which is what we're all after, is influence our people so that they can become the best versions of themselves and we can actually do something that matters here and we can change the world. Like, it is the path. You think of the people that have moved people to action through history. I would say it was because of the relationships they had with their other leaders, with the people that worked for them or fought next to them or fill in the blank with whatever it is. Could you tell me what your people are into socially? What they're into for fun? All of them. And if you're the leader, you got a lot of relationships that you got to keep track of. Whenever I see a leader that's really good at this piece, they have a very healthy business. Do you really, really know what's going on in your people's lives? Professionally and personally. Yeah, personally too. That's important. That's what builds a relationship. Asking questions. Listening, right? A lot of times they'll just tell you everything if you just have an open ear to hear what's actually going on in their worlds. There's seven things that I think go with having great relationships and being a servant leader. This is the first one. Belief. A never-ending belief in your people. Do you believe that they're going to be incredible? They're going to do things that even they don't think they can do. Next one. Constantly thank your team. When they say thank you for something, say back to them, thank them for thanking you for this. Thankfulness and gratefulness strengthens the roots of your relationship. Think of the most grateful or the most thankful person in your life right now. Do you want to be around that person? Do you want to spend time with them? Absolutely. How thankful are you? What's your gratefulness quotient for the people that you work around? Next one. Oh, yes. Figure out what is funny with each of your people and laugh in every conversation. Laugh with them and laugh specifically with them. I think laughter keeps people around. I really do. And you can. You can laugh with everybody. You can come up with stuff. You can figure out what's humorous. Stick with it. Whatever you need to do to do that. Next one. Share the struggle. Ask them what they struggle with. And then share what you're struggling with. Really. Another way to define this struggle concept is what you're actually currently working on. To be a better spouse, parent, friend, leader, coworker, whatever. Fill in the blank. What's really going on? Oh, how personal do you go? Just... Share what's, what you're really working on. That's it. You know, there's no whatever. Just share what you're actually working on in your life. And watch what happens. Is it scary? Absolutely. Next one. Credibility deposits. Way more recognition and outward praise for them than feedback or constructive criticism. I personally go for the 10 to 1 ratio. I try to say 10 things that are amazing about them before I ever have to give them any feedback. So what am I doing pretty much daily, y'all? I'm trying to build them up in some form, fashion. I am building them up. I am telling them how great they are, how big of a contribution they are to our lives, to our business, to my life personally, how they've helped me grow, whatever. And then whenever I got to give them some criticism, I don't have to couch it. You know that old you know, leadership technique, couch it. Say something positive, then give the feedback, then say something positive. They're smart people, they know what's going on. So just, it's not needed whenever you've built them up along the way. Next one, make 
unforgettable memories that become your relationship anchors with your people. Learn your team's interests, then do those things with them and their family. Memories, man. Memories. Stuff that you will talk about forever. Stuff that you actually get excited about doing that they would get excited about doing. Stuff that's important to them. And where do you learn about these things? When you're getting to know them. When you're spending good time together with them. When you're getting to know their spouse and their families and what they're into. When you make phenomenal memories with them. These are your relationship anchors. And then the last one, I think, when it comes to relationships. I love you. Grow your love for each person on your team. Grow it. Be on a mission to uncover and specifically focus on what you love about each of the people in your group. When you get to that point with the people that you actually appreciate that much, tell them. Those are my seven things. Relationships to be a servant leader. Seven things that I think are important. Next one, the personal conference. PCs, man, they get us so cool. These things can absolutely change your life and all of your team members' lives as well. The personal conference is Southwestern Family of Company's secret ingredient. It really is. You know how I know this? Because I have been in 1,843 different companies. Spoke to so many businesses, operations, salespeople, you name it, man. Been in front of all sorts of different departments, doing the speaking thing, training thing. People don't know how to do this. Please don't take this for granted about how to conduct a beautiful personal conference. So here's the mistakes that I've seen with people that do one-on-one meetings with people and they call them all sorts of different stuff, you know, whatever reviews or business call call them different things. And we make these mistakes too, internally. I've seen our leaders actually in our business make these mistakes. The whole PC is focused on one issue or one scenario. Somebody brings up some wacko one-off situation and for the next 45 minutes you end up talking about that one thing that probably is only going to happen once, maybe twice in the entire history of your business, and you've spent 30 minutes wasted on that topic. The whole thing's focused on one issue or the person's doing so well, you just spend time together with them. Dude, this guy's crushing it. So you just hang out with them. That is not what a personal conference is about. A personal conference needs to be focused, and you've got something to talk about with each person. Another one, asking them what questions they have. <laughs> I hate it when people do this. They get to the personal conference, they go, hey, so what's going on? What's happening? Like, have a plan. Just if, if, Now, if you have a plan and you started your PC with that question so that you can get them to another series of questions, that's okay. But most of the time, most leaders come into it and they don't have anything planned. Their plan is just to go with whatever that person comes up with after this first question. You are checked out and checking email and thinking about something else. You're working with somebody, you're supposed to be focused on them, and something binks in, and you got your phone going, and you're on the phone with them, and thank God we're not on video chat this one because they won't see what I'm doing in my email or how I'm texting this person back and forth. I still mess up with this one. Stay focused on the person you're with. When you focus on emotional and not technical, or when technical is needed or vice versa. And how do you figure this out with your people? That's having more, that real relationship with them to actually know what's really going on. And hopefully you've created that place where they can be honest with you, which what's actually happened. So if you come in with a technical plan, well, really, they need some emotional buildup or whatever switched up. You're missing the mark. Then lastly, you're checking out because the person has been in the company for a long time. Oh, they're successful. She's been here 10 years. I'm just kind of, you know. And you don't consciously go to the PC wanting to do this, y'all. This is what you just fault to because they've been in the business for a long time. So it's like, dude, great. Don't do that. Don't check out. Be in it. Here we go. This is my personal conference outline. Start the PC. Good news. One or two good things professionally and personally. Start it out. What, what, what's, man, what's good? Tell me what's good that is going on. What's good? 
So we're going to get to the issues and we'll do that. But give me one or two good things. Then you get into their frustrations, their doubts, their fear. What are some frustrations, man? What are some doubts you've had lately? What are some of those fears? Or what's the loss of power? I like that question. When in the last two weeks did you feel powerless? You felt the loss of power in your business or in your life. So that's where I go next. Then we get into answering technical and tactical questions. Then you track those things with their short-term and long-term, and you remind them of their short-term goals and their long-term goals. So you're putting it all together, you're correlating what they're actually dealing with right then, how it flows into their bigger picture of why they're there and what you're out to accomplish. And if they haven't gotten their personal mission figured out, call back to the mission of the business and the company and the mission that we are on. Because they're part of that company, so they naturally should believe in that mission. So you can either tie it back to their short-term or their long-term goals, and if you need, if you don't have much of the vision there, tie it back to the vision that you both are on in your big business. And then dream with them. Man, just speak something into being. Like in the next month, just say something crazy that actually could happen, that you would love it if it happened. Just anything. What would be awesome in your life if it happened in the next four weeks? Every single call, you gotta dream with them a little bit and install that big picture. And then with five minutes left in the call, this is the detail stuff. This is when you always cover the details. Details like your regional, national meetings, flights, teaching parts, conference calls, attendance, whatever. Whatever your stats are for the month. Filling in the stats. This is where you get to the details. Five minutes left in the call. And then, always, schedule or confirm the next time you're going to talk. Schedule and or confirm the next call time. And inside of the PCs, so remember the part of the frustrations and their big short-term and long-term goals, we got to challenge them to grow. As important as the key component of dreaming with them is, this is, this is so big. Help them get addicted to excellence and challenge the behavior that's not. What does excellence look like in your business? You should have that definition, at least for yourself, and hopefully define for the next generation of people, next generation of leader in your business. If you can get somebody addicted to excellence inside of your business and they get excited about doing it because of how they feel personally without any external anything, come on, that's what we're going for. Excellence. Just challenge them, challenge them based on principle. And a lot of times you don't have to come up with the thing that you need to challenge them on. Do people come up with the stuff they need to be like working on with, with you in those phone calls? It's like, well, you should do that. Like they're gonna come up with it, they know what's right. You've done a good job of getting excellence, hit them on that, challenge them. Every year of their life, not just their business. Their future team or their family is watching them. I use one all the time. I kind of think it's like a fun little weapon for me. Think about your family. And think about your future team you haven't even recruited yet. They're watching you right now. They're watching you. And you gotta teach them to fight off bad self-talk daily. Whew. So it's okay for them to have stuff that's going on, but whenever they start criticizing themselves, self-talk is whenever they start talking about their character, what they're missing out on, or how they're not this or not that. Man, I go after that. Careful with your self-talk. Careful with your self-talk. Which is introducing them to their future selves all the time. Because what they say about themselves, do they eventually become that person? Yes. The first piece of servant leadership, in my opinion, is relationships. Second piece is personal conferences. And now the third piece. Shadow days and follow days. This is a key component, I think, and it's not something you just do one time. Outline of a shadow day to do a great one. Give them two or three months notice on the days that you'll be there. Well, Dave, I work with this person all the time. I see him every day. Still do shadow days. Still do a day fully dedicated to them, seeing what they do in their business and in their life and how they do it. 
you can do virtual Saturdays too. Just get on a Zoom link and keep that Zoom link working all day long. But give them two or three months notice of when you're going to be there. And then have a plan. Every single piece of the job you need to see while you are there. On a perfect shadow day, you need to see every single task that they do on a daily basis in that shadow day. Well, they cover so much. I got it. Get as much as you can in there. I promise you, if you tell them to set a goal to get all of it in, they'll do it. Incentivize them to get every part of the above schedule in. Incentivize them, right? Plan to be with them all day and a half, and then you give them two separate nights. So you want to be with them. This is, this is what I do on my shadow days. You want to plan to be with them an entire day and a half. So this gives you two separate nights with them. And yes, we will actually fly to go see people where they're at. But I try to do two separate nights. Here's why I do the two nights. One night is just for them. It's for dinner. And the next night is with their spouse, partner, significant other, and their family. I try to do one night with just them and one night with their spouse, whatever, fill in the blank, with their family or whatever their thing is. It's great because you get some social time with, with everybody and then you get some one-on-one time with them. The night that's just dedicated for them, this is frustrations, what they love about their job, their short-term, long-term goals. It's like a mini PC, right? You're still having fun and doing it at a really cool restaurant, a really cool place, something that's important to them. But you're doing all of these things. The night with just them. Then one night is with their family. The other night is about fun and getting to know every one of the people that's most important to them. A little bit to build your coach up in front of them. And then most important part of the shadow day. We have a lot going on in our lives, each one of us. You need to be 100% present during these days. If possible, don't schedule any calls or anything else during their shadow day or their follow day. And it is worth it. It's worth it. Focus on them. This is when you win. So this is how, if you're doing these things, this is how you know you win as a leader when these things are accomplished on your shadow days. Your team member feels supported and super thankful and grateful you came out to meet with them. Or there's, man, that was so awesome. Thanks for spending that time. I really picked this up and that up. And you hear it. You know it's genuine too. It's not just something in passing. Usually they'll bring it up quite a bit. They sell something, if applicable. They sell something or they set a strong appointment. They're in sales. Let's get them to sell something. Absolutely. And they're moving something forward. Get a strong appointment on that day. You truly connect with them emotionally through deep, real conversation. That's when you know you've won. Remember, you're talking about that struggle along the way. Hopefully, each one of you are. So in the shadow days, this is where you get a chance to be with them. Connect with them. Connect with them on a deep, real conversation. You give them an unforgettable experience that is talked about for years. That's when you know you've won. And then lastly, you need to have fun. Like genuinely, you need to have fun. Something you're actually looking forward to too. We're all human, so we all have something we can connect on. Three things to servant leadership. What was the first one? Relationships. Yes. What was the second one? PCs. Quality PCs. And the third one? Shadow days and follow days, right? And I'm constantly working on this all the time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you all.